Hey guys, so welcome back to the show. So first of all, I would like to apologize for last week's audio. Um, I listened back and it absolutely sounds terrible. Like it's not the usual quality. So I really, really would like to apologize for that because that was not like my intention or my fault, I would say. Um, I mean, I want to take full responsibility for it, but I just also want to mention it because the cable was definitely acting out and I just got a new cable for the microphone. So hopefully this one lasts a while, but on the plus side, I can always buy a new cable. It wasn't crazy expensive, but <laughs> just want to let you guys know. So this is back to the original quality, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was a great episode. Uh, I think uh, there are some things that I wanted to mention and if you want to go back and you can listen, but I apologize for the future listeners who want to listen to that episode. The quality is not amazing, so I apologize for that. Anyway, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how starting something new is scary, like why you have to sometimes like swallow that scare and like just start it anyways, because I am going to be starting something new very very soon i'm not gonna say it yet because i feel like i don't want to jinx it like as soon as i like maybe start it you know i feel like i don't want to jinx it because i feel like i get so excited then like things don't happen so i really want to make sure it's like done deal then i can share it um but yeah i just feel like since this is something that relates to me at the moment and I feel like a lot of people can also relate to this, starting uh, something, starting something new, or just starting new is um, scary overall. So I feel like a lot of people uh, can't relate to that because starting is always scary and we have to just swallow hard and start it anyway. So because that's the only way that we are going to um, succeed. But yeah, that's the topic today. But before that, let's talk updates. So a couple things I want to mention, <laughs> these are some to do with taxes, like tax season, uh, because it's coming up. So I would let you guys know as an advance, but I feel like you guys probably have heard about this, but so I can just let you guys know. So before, if you were receiving money with PayPal or Venmo or Zelle, like some, some of those, maybe not Zelle, but some of those like personal purchases, not personal purchases, some of those like other ways to get paid essentially because, you know, most people, they get paid through ACH, you know, the direct deposit or they just get a check and stuff like that, right? Which obviously you get taxed for that. You know, you have to put it in your income and stuff. But with PayPal, it's PayPal and things like that, like Venmo, things are slightly different uh, because, you know, it's not like you're an you have an employer or anything like that. Like that's kind of like your self-employed thing. But there now IRS wants to like wants you to put those things as well. I mean, there's very um there's a regulation for that they are saying it apparently over like 600 uh if you receive the purchase receive the payout over 600 dollar you have to put that in your income as like that amount because i feel like before they were not checking it 
I feel like legally you're supposed to put it anyways. That's what I was thinking. So I'm not sure how different this is, honestly. But I just wanted to mention it in here because I'm not a CPA or anything like that. But if you are a person who receives, um, you know, payout uh, from PayPal or in any other services like that, online services, definitely want to check that out. Maybe talk to your CPA or just do research about it. Just wanted to let you guys give you guys a little update. This is not about like, you know, I'm not an expert, but I just thought like I could give you guys a little update. Okay, second thing I would <laughs> want to talk about just a little bit. Did you guys notice how everything have been just like so expensive lately? Um, I know some people already mentioned this, but like I feel like I didn't think that was real because I know inflation is real that I know but I feel like I didn't think that I would see it in the regular purchases or like daily purchases you know like because I remember the other day <laughs> I was putting an order like for lunch from Panera yeah don't judge me I love my Panera um I mean they're not like the best best food and ever since people like TikTok called Panera <laughs> the glorified hospital food <laughs> I honestly don't know how I feel about it. But at the same time, this is why I want to talk about it. So I think generally like my, I don't know, like lunch would have been, would be like maybe, I mean, it used to be like definitely maybe $25, maybe close to 30 with the taxes. But now because I, you know, get lunch for me and my former boyfriend, unless like I'm coming to the office and I just meet and he'd take care of his lunch. But yeah, it was just me and my boyfriend. So imagine, I didn't, like, order a lot, you know, like, I just ordered, like, you know, those, like, what is it, pick and choose, or, like, wait, there's something that they say, I just forgot. It's just like you're mixing and matching, like, you know, you can have, like, half sandwich and half soup, some stuff like that, you know, like, nothing crazy. So imagine you're getting a half a salad and half a soup, and I just got two of that, right, and one of them was, like, half a one of them was half a salad, half sandwich. One of them was half a soup and sandwich. Nothing crazy. And you would think my total would be like 20-something. It was $34, guys. 34 maybe $35. Okay, don't get me wrong. I feel like that's a decent price for like lunch. But what I was confused, like how was that the price for Panera? Like, I feel like, not to, like, offend anyone, just to say it, because don't get me wrong, I love Panera. Like, I love their food. But, like, why would I pay almost, like, close to $40 to get lunch from Panera? You know what I mean? That Like, that doesn't make sense. I can get even much better lunch from a restaurant for that money. Like, for takeout, obviously, not for sitting in. But I'm just saying, like, I just feel like... For a second, my brain was like, wait, am I having a glitch? Like, is this a glitch? Or, like, did I see something wrong? Like, it was just like, no, no, I just didn't understand it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, inflation is so real. And I keep seeing these TikToks. So I'm like, my TikTok is sometimes getting so accurate. There's this guy. You guys should totally check him out because sometimes it makes me, like, sad, but also, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I laugh at it. You know, like, sometimes when something is so sad, that you don't even cry, you laugh about it. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this is he's like a real estate agent or something from uh Boca Raiden. No, Boca 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 Raiden. How do you say that state? How do you say that city? 
but uh, no, I got it. Boca Raton, something like that. I think that's how you say it. Boca Raton, um, what a handful name, um, from Florida, right? So he's like, future generation, which is us, right? The millennials and Gen Z <laughs> is poor. <laughs> and it's going to be the most like poor generation in the history uh, comparing to the you know old other generations and how we might be the first generation not to be not not having to able to afford a house or like I don't know like the car maybe not car but afford a house or something like that and <laughs> I'm just like uh, okay like it's just like and everyone was like okay this is kind of real but I'm like anyways I was just trying to say like uh, inflation is definitely real and this is definitely affecting so many uh, like younger generation like me like I just feel like it's so crazy that you know like when you see it you're like I feel like that's what I'm saying like before I was only looking at like you know house prices and everything I'm like okay these are expensive I get it but that's not like you look at the house prices all the time. I mean, I do look at it, but like, it's not like you're going to buy it, right? You just look at it. Like, I feel like going on Zillow, you don't go on Zillow to buy it. You go on Zillow to watch it. <laughs> like, I've seen some TikToks of people go on Zillow and they're like, oh, I'm looking at just like a couple million dollar house and you have like $14 in your bank account. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm saying. But overall, I feel like when you look at it, you're just looking for fun, but those were like increasing or decreasing like you're you didn't care because it's not like something you buy on a regular basis or you buy at all but i feel like when you see your lunch money i mean your lunch or grocery prices going up you're like what the hell what is going on this is what i'm saying like i feel like us is like definitely printing so much money and everything is just kind of going out of hand so i don't know i just really hope <laughs> this doesn't turn into one of those crashes that happened in like I think it was a 2008 or something. I mean, I, I wasn't old enough to understand what it was. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like I hope it doesn't happen like that. Because to be honest, maybe this doesn't sound right. But I'm just so tired of being a part of the history. Like, I don't want to be a part of the history anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for the past two years, you know, like the pandemic like we are already part of the history like can we just like let it go you know what i mean like can we just like not deal with this right now can we deal with this like in maybe 20 years or 30 years but i'm a lot older that i don't i wouldn't give a shit about this like i don't want my 20s i have to remember like wow when i was 24 23 pandemic started and um then Russia wanted to invade Ukraine or invaded Ukraine already or inflation started and the economy crashed. Um, I mean, crashed. And well, what else is happening? I'm just saying, like, I feel like all these things, that's going to be filled all of my 20s. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to remember my 20s like that. Like, um, I still have like four more years to go. Uh, so I would like to remember my 20s <laughs> that like I went crazy um, or I was like, I don't know. I wasn't a part of history. That's all I'm trying to say. If that made any sense. <laughs> so anyways, that was a little bit update slash news, I'm going to say. Um, 
I'm in a weird mood today, so I apologize if that made no sense. Uh, but yeah, now let's get into today's episode. Okay, so in the beginning of the episode, I mentioned like how starting something new is scary and we have to kind of like swallow that scare and just start it anyways. But there are actually five, I'm sure there might be actually even more reasons that people uh, find a way to not start something. And I'm going to just mention just some of them. Uh, I'm just saying there are definitely going to be more reasons, but I feel like some common reasons that people say this and I have heard this from people and I have also done this myself. So I'm not saying that I have never done this like I'm just saying it definitely has happened and every one of us might be guilty of one of these and there's nothing to feel bad about it but just something to point it out so that we can you know understand it accept it and move on the number one thing I'm going to say it's about change I think change is just like not even just difficult I mean overall it's difficult but it's not just difficult but it's just also scary (sighs) I think there's like when you feel that scare, like when you feel like you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're trying to do something that's just so different than what you would usually do, it's just normal, right? Like, I just feel like it's something that we have to accept. Every part of our life, I feel like there's going to be some sort of new scare that we might have to deal with. Not in a bad way, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not like something bad to deal with. It's like something that like, it's like part of that group or age or part of something that you want to start with. Like, it's just um, the process. And I feel like it's a, it might be um, one of the reasons like that, you know, because it's scary, we find a reason to delay this for as long as possible. Because it's scary, we are like, I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to it. It's just one of the biggest reasons that um, we try to delay things until so much later so that like it just passes time that we never do it. Number two reason uh, is that like we don't want to fail. Um, I don't think anyone wants to fail or anyone wants to start something or they are aiming that they would fail. You know, no one... Um, ever wants to do that and honestly the I guess the easiest way to not to fail is to never do anything or start anything new Um, you know it's easy to say right like when you don't start something and just nothing fails but I think uh, especially I'm talking more about business I wouldn't consider anything as failed or failure Because in business, yeah, business might fail, but that doesn't mean that you failed. I think uh, when you look back back at some of the businesses like Peloton or um, like the Mirror, which was bought by Lululemon, um, there are so many businesses, you know, out there that like that, that seemed so, so great in the beginning, but now they are losing the hype and everything. I mean, that doesn't mean that like, it failed. I just think that like the people, that doesn't mean that they failed, you know, the people who founded the business because they definitely did something. And in business, it's all about the structure and how you put it up. And it's very hard to think like all all the time about how your business is going to be. Let's think about it. Like when you start a business, right? 
you are maybe looking at like how it's going to be for the next maybe three years or max five years, right? It's very hard to determine how it's going to be for the next 10 years. I mean, you might have ideas, but it's just hard, right? Like it's just, it's very hard to predict. And there's a chance that maybe if it's in that first first three years, it might fail. But that might not have anything to do with you. It's just a business. Like you just have to understand what went wrong with it. I think only thing also understand is like not even just that because we're going to mention that in a little bit. Uh, more to do is that like business failed, but not you failed because you, it takes so much. It takes guts, a lot of guts to just start something new, not even just something new, just start a business. It just takes so much to start something like that. So don't even consider it as a failure. Consider it more like a four credits course that you just took from a class or something. Because when you take the class or whatever, right, you just get a grade and you just passed it. And think of this like as like you passed it because, you know, you learned something from it. That's the biggest lessons here. And other reasons that people think is like, they just going to, besides the failures, like they're just going to look silly because, you know, especially people around us, you know, when you, when your venture fails or it's not doing well, people are like, you did not think this through. And, uh, it's, and you always think that in your head, back in your head, um, that like, oh, if I don't want to keep hearing that and if I don't want to keep doing that I have to think about all the ways that how I can make opportunity for myself in my next business and study the competition of whatever is coming up and research everything um, I can do for this business Uh, but the truth is and this is something I am also trying to accept it Uh, Because it's very hard to understand, not even understand, honestly, it's more like hard to accept. For some people, it's hard to understand, but I feel like overall, and for some people, I mean, like, if you don't put yourself in the entrepreneur mindset, it's sometimes hard for people to just understand it. And I'm not trying to say like, they're stupid, or they're just dumb. Like, I'm just trying to say like, sometimes like, you have to put yourself in that mindset to understand it. That like, there's always going to be one more thing that you have to check and one more thing or one more person you need to talk to in the back of your head that like, oh, if I'd done that, that would have been different. If I learned that, that would have been different. Because trust me, it is not going to be different. The truth about this is that like, let's just say in the business that you started, right? Now you know about marketing or doing ads on Facebook, right? Let's just say you knew about that, right? But who would have known that like now, like in a couple of years, well, nowadays now, I'm talking about from like last couple of years, that like Facebook ads or Facebook is like kind of dying. Who would have known that, right? I mean, maybe you could have predicted a little bit, but like it's very hard to predict that. I'm just saying like it's like dying down and like you could have never predict that. Like, yeah, it's very hard. It's You could predict things, but it's very hard to predict that. And it's very hard for you to think about that. Like who would have thought that like iOS is going to, like, iOS, I mean like Apple is going to make an update that like you won't be able to track the customers that were your customers through Facebook advertising. 
because that's a loss for a lot of businesses because they cannot direct the cust- they cannot target those customers anymore and it's now random through Facebook. That's a very big uh, chunk of businesses that's been failing recently. That's the reason why. So I'm just saying like, yeah, you can always say like, I could have done one more thing. I could have done one more research. But the truth is there's going to be more and more obstacles that's going to be coming your way. So you can never say that like, I just know everything. Um, It's very hard. It's very hard to think of like that. Because even when you think about it, I think only way you could say that like I have one more thing or anything is that like it's not about learning. If you have the money that you have raised for the business, that's the only way that like I guess you can keep pushing the business. But other than that, you can never think and uh, make yourself feel like, oh, you look silly because you don't because there's always going to be things that you need to do doesn't matter if you start now or if you start in five years as long as you have the idea another thing i want to mention is that like this is connected to what i just mentioned is that like we all we try to convince ourselves that like we don't have enough money we don't have staff or we don't have approval from people or we just don't have um what it takes to start something new um I mean, that's true to a certain extent. I'm not trying to say, like, this is just an excuse. It is true for a certain extent. But you have to think about, like, you're just trying to find an excuse. Not excuse, I guess. Trying to find a reason to delay until... Delay so that you can, you know, use this time uh, to, I guess... I don't know, like, delay it more so you just never start it. So you just keep waiting. Um, This is something I have, like, I'm guilty of doing that. Like, I always think that, like, maybe I can save more money for this and put it there. But the truth is, is, like, as we get older also, like, there's always going to be more and more purchases that's coming our way, insurance and everything. I'm just learning on that. Um, It's very hard to say that, like, oh, like, if I had more money, it's like, you can never predict that, right? Like, unless you're expecting, like, a... I don't know, winning a lottery or stuff like that, or you're just expecting money that's coming to you very, very soon in some ways, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like you cannot, you cannot just expect that. So you have to just in your back of your mind, you're like, maybe I can do it differently. You cannot tie to those things because uh, I just know that from my experience that like when I was thinking about like, I can give you guys examples so you guys can better understand. Like me as a content creator and influencer, I was like, no one, I'm not going to be big. I'm not going to be able to make it uh, unless I have a management or PR or whatever. (sighs) This is a sensitive topic for me, but I'm mentioning it here anyways. I would say overall, yes. Yeah, like I... People who want to make it in this industry, you want to make sure you have a maybe assistant later on, publicist, a manager, agent, um, photographer, intern maybe. I don't know. There's a couple things to make yourself big because from the outside, it might look like it's just one person 
just doing this and posting on Instagram or on YouTube, but it takes a village. It really does take a village. And um, I have to, sometimes I convince myself that I'm like, no, I just won't be able to make it unless uh, I get these people, right? And in order to get these people, I have to make more money. So I always say that to myself, but then I'm just realizing that like, yeah, I might not have the money to hire these people because <laughs> I'm being serious and you guys can Google this too. Hiring a publicist alone is so so expensive like some publicists like are just like lawyers they ask for a retainer and sometimes those retainers on a minimum starts with like 5k a month so that's like a rent <laughs> for someone's rent essentially in new york city so i'm just saying it's not cheap uh so i always thought about that but i'm just then i just realized that like yeah, I need those people to succeed more, but I can't just be like waiting around and like expect them to pick me up because even some uh, like publicists or managers, managers are slightly very different story actually, but publicists are even because you are paying them because managers, they just take percentage, but these publicists, even though you are paying them, right? There's some of them might not even represent you if you're not popular enough, even if you are paying them. So it's not like you have the money and you can go to them and they will pay, they will work with you. There are some publicists, they're very, very strict about who they represent as their clients. So you won't even be able to get there. So I I just told myself, um, I accepted that not so recently, but within the past year, I guess, that like I just have to keep doing me and keep growing myself then uh, hopefully they will reach out to me and hopefully they will get back to me. But until then, I'm just going to work on myself and try to grow as much as possible. Just what I can say. And last thing, this is a very common one, not just with entrepreneurs, but I feel like with everyone who even has like nine to five, that like life gets in the way, you know. Maybe some of us are moms or some of us have um, husbands or kids or stuff like that you know like we could get busy not just even those that like on a regular basis we could get busy right so and our to-do list can be just so long that you're like i don't have time to start something new and i have to say that like this is true to an extent and i totally get that but i'm also learning this to myself if you just spend sometimes even 20 minutes for something that you absolutely love and you want to start it, you can do it. I know it might not be a lot and you might not make as much progress, but you have to put a time aside because you have to remember that like there's always going to be things that's going to be uh, in your way. Life is just life has a way of getting things in the way you know it's just the way to think about um i always think about like that i'm like there's always going to be things and that's why you have to just find a way to make time for the things that you want in life you just have to be honest with yourself you know you just have to be like do i really want to start something new or i don't because if you don't have enough desire to start something new um most likely i mean this hurts to say you're not going you're never going to start something new uh you're just going to find more reasons to never something never start something new 
because um you know i feel like there's so many reasons that one could find if they are you know either scared like that i mentioned from that or like they're scared of or they're just like afraid of looking silly or they just think that they don't have enough money or stuff like that you know you can always find more and more reasons and i'm not just trying to say like these are just excuses it's just like you can find it but like you have to think to yourself that like do i really want this because sometimes you can also accept to yourself that like maybe at one point you wanted this right but now you're looking at it you're like do i really want it anymore because sometimes the things that we wanted to start maybe two years ago or three years ago is not relevant anymore today. Maybe we want to start something else. And that's okay. I just feel like we don't need to hold on to things and think that like that's something that we're just going to stuck to. Like if you if it doesn't make sense to you, you can definitely change the direction. Only thing I'm just going to say in here is that like in order to start something new and you really and you have to understand that like you really want it you just have to take small steps towards that goal whatever that could be and it's possible you just pause and see what happens if you think that you really need the money for the business and i'm i know this for sure there are some businesses uh, i mean almost all businesses honestly it's like if you don't have any money aside that you can put to use it i would i understand that like then that means that there is literally no way for you to do that but then other thing you could do i guess maybe get another job that that you can whatever you make from that you can save it i know life can be so difficult and different but like if you want it you have to make a way to do it that's just only thing i can say like it's not gonna bring you millions of dollars but you have to make a possibility to do it if you need money for that you're just like you have to save it so even if you're not just starting you're not starting the business but you can save a little bit to start it because i'm being honest sometimes people are like no i need like 10,000 or whatever whatever for this business yeah once the once the business grows you definitely need it or if the if you want to grow the business obviously you're going to need more capital that's for sure but if you want to just start it get it off the ground you don't need that much money again unless it's like such a such a different business but e- even if it is just an app you can at least get the domain maybe or i don't know get the platform running or start learning how to code if you cannot afford the developer you know there are so many ways you can do it because when you think about it some of these businesses that just even recently went public they have been like they're just releasing their new product i mean new product i mean first product after 10 years so imagine they have been in business for 10 years but no one knew about them because they have been taking a small step every year just to see what they can do because you know money just doesn't come easily guys like it just doesn't like if you want to build a multi-million dollar business unless you have so many connections with rich people like i mean elon musk type of people i mean maybe slightly less but like it's gonna be hard for you to build or raise millions of dollars and i'm not saying it's impossible but it's just going to take years and you have to be prepared yourself for that you have to be like okay, I have to understand this journey. Look at other people and see what they're doing because it's just the truth, you know? Like, it, it's just a way to understand it. And there's only also two ways you can do it. 
if you have a positive reaction from the business, even just a small reaction that you're getting from either it's a sale or investor or some sort of people want to hear your services and ideas, take another step toward that business. You have to invest more. Because another example I've mentioned, and I'm going to the negative side, most, like, biggest mistake people make, I will mention this in another episode about, like, how some businesses fail about this, but, like, in the beginning, when you when you see that your business is doing well, don't cash out too quickly. That's the biggest mistake people make, and I have been a gu- guilty, like, I have been a guilty of that too, is that, like, whenever it makes money, then we just take it for ourselves. Not like we take it for ourselves, we take it for the bills. But the biggest way to grow the business is like you have to take another step, meaning you have to take that money and reinvest it into the business so it can go bigger. That's why so many businesses are not profitable until like they are in year five or year three at least because they are, you have to keep investing and investing so they can go grow bigger. Anyways, so second thing is that like if you get negative response or negative reaction from it, you have to kind of like stop and think about, let me see what happened here. And don't think about this as a failure again. It's not a failure. It's about like, because you never know what will happen unless you try. You can always predict things or you can study it, but it's very hard to think about like how you're going to change this. It's very different. It's very difficult too. So you're always going to learn something new um, regardless. So... The best way to think about this is that, like, you essentially act, like, the model is this. You act, you learn, then you build it, and then repeat. Act, learn, build, and repeat. So this is from Forbes, actually, the model that entrepreneurs were uh, using it uh, for their businesses. I just thought I should mention, yeah. Act, learn, build, and repeat. I think it's the most efficient and, uh, you know, least expensive way of creating something new because creating something new especially a new business it could be very very expensive and in the beginning it could feel like an expensive hobby but that's why you have to sometimes pause to learn to see what's going wrong Uh, then you can you know take another step or you know see what you can do about it that's why sometimes you know you see that like some businesses they're not coming up with new products or anything there could be some logistic issues because supply chain and everything i mean look at it nowadays everything is like short these days like all these cars chip shortage everything like that but there could be also other reasons that like sometimes businesses take a different step and different approach because they are trying to pivot and understand uh what is their target market and what they have to do better so they can learn from it. All right, guys. So that was the episode for today. I hope you guys like this episode. If you do, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And I'll see you guys next week with another episode. 